back at it again. Welcome to another episode of Best of Five. This one, a lot earlier. Uh, for those of you either listening or watching this on YouTube afterwards, uh, it is currently Thursday, December the 8th, which we would be having a normal episode. However, it's 5.30. We're three, two and a half hours early because uh, in about an hour, the Game Awards are starting. So we're going to have a shortened episode um, and then we're going to watch the Game Awards. So for those of you listening to the audio podcast version of this or the, watching the YouTube after the fact, this will be a shorter episode. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash show, or you can just go to bestofvshow.com to follow all our socials. I've been posting stuff left and right. We have a ton of announcements that we did. And by a ton, I mean two, which is usually more two more announcements than we normally have. My cup was on frame. That's nukes. Anyway, uh, first announcement was that we are official co-stream. We are an official co-stream of the Game Awards tonight. So that'll be super fun. Uh, And we got that going on in about 50 minutes. So we're going to have to be quick. Second is Best of Five got invited to post our podcast on Amazon Music. That's pretty dang good. Uh, Soon it will be on Audible as well, I think. Um, what does this mean? It means that if you have Amazon Prime, or even if you don't have Amazon Prime, but you use Amazon a lot, you can just go to Amazon Music and you can search for us there. If you have an Alexa or any type of uh, voice, uh, like voice house thing that goes to Amazon, you could say things like, hey, Alexa, play the latest episode of Best of V, and it'll pull us up. It's kind of crazy. I tried it the other day. It works. It's very scary, um, and I think this is this specific episode is going to be the first episode that we are uploading directly to Amazon Prime or Amazon Music. So thanks, Amazon Music, for the invite. We're on it. Voice assistant, thank you. Yeah, so if you got an Alexa, say, hey, Alexa, play the latest, latest episode of Best of V, and then she'll do it. Don't say lettuce, though. Then she's going to like buy lettuce for you, and that's not going to be good. All right. We don't have a lot of time to dilly-dally, so we are going to get things going as fast as we possibly can. That means we have the return, the return of one of our favorite segments, and that is the weekly recap. Play it. (laughs) That would have been so cool if it worked. Play it. All right. We're starting off, look, all these are out of order, so I do apologize in advance, but we're starting with the Tekken World Tour Korea Regional Finals. If you guys did not watch, this was ridiculous. Ridiculous. At the top, taking it and qualifying for the Tekken World Tour Finals in Amsterdam is Ni, along with with second place finisher Yonarang. Both are going to Amsterdam in early 2023 to compete for the Tekken World Tour Finals. So congratulations. Uh, Mio IL taking the bronze. Kakoma, Chanel, John Ding, Puma, and Olsan, all killers. I'm pretty sure if you ran this tournament 100 times, it would have a different winner every time. It's just how stacked this tournament is. Uh, all finishing out the top eight. So congrats to everybody. Congrats, Special congrats to Ni and Yonarang going to the Tekken World Tour Finals in Amsterdam. Next, this was another big one. This was a big week. 
Arc Revo Japan happened this past weekend with DNF Duel events and uh, Grand Blue, not Grand Blue, sorry, what's the other one? Guilty Gear. <laughs> uh, Guilty Gear and uh, DNF Duel events happening. And Nanpon, or Nanpon, takes it on the DNF Duel side over Besame. And Nanpon, Nanpon qualifies for the Arc World Tour 2022 Finals, which is going to be in LA, as we found out. Uh, Besame taking number uh, place two, the silver medal. His show, High Show, taking uh, third place. Kikyo-chan, Jiru, Armperer, Hentai Dao Wave, and GX all rounding out the rest of the top eight. Congratulations for a crazy showing in DNF Duel. We also got a pretty cool update for DNF Duel as well. It's going to be pretty crazy in the next coming months. Next. The Arc Revo Japan 2022 Guilty Gear Strive Finals. Tai. Tai. The man, the myth, the legend, Tai qualifies for the Arc Revo World Tour 2022 Finals over Gobo. Crazy, crazy, crazy grand finals if you did not get a chance to see it. Infiltration rocking the, the bronze medal. Making it all the way to third. Mochi, Dark Neko, Trick Track, Quenbot. Gesui and Mugi all rounding out the rest of the top eight. A very, very stacked top eight. A very, very ridiculous tournament. So congrats to everybody over at Arc Revo Japan. And we'll see you at the Arc Revo World Tour Finals. And next, the Battle Coliseum 2022. This is a tournament out of Brazil for Dragon Ball Fighters. Legendary Pred out of the USA. The Invader takes it over Mono Brawl. And Z Leech, uh, Axel, Cell, Leia, Gizera, and Alex Kidd all rounding out the rest of the top eight. Congrats to everybody uh, at the Battle Coliseum. Next, let's take it over to the Capcom Cup, or the Capcom Pro Tour, rather. 2022, we're not at the Capcom Cup just yet. Europe East, this is the last chance to qualify directly to the Capcom Cup 2022. And it's taken by Poland's own Mirkin. Mirkin qualifies for Capcom Cup 9 over Kaumao 09 from, uh, what, what is BGR? Is that Bulgaria? Probably Bulgaria. Shady Imposter taking the third place trophy out of Poland along with Rezenebe, RXS, Git, uh, Gitblame, Chevo, and Legenda SF rounding out the rest of the top eight for the Capcom Pro Tour East Asia. Along with that, we also had the North America East qualifier this past weekend, taken by none other than Punk. Punk is back on the map and qualifying for Capcom Cup 9. What did he, he posted on Twitter something actually very funny. What was it? Uh, just because he dropped Karen doesn't mean he stopped Karen. I thought that was pretty sick. So congrats to Punk for qualifying for Capcom Cup 9, taking it over Space Boy, taking the silver medal, and Kami taking the bronze medal. Fourth, the name of the legend running it all the way back and coming back, Knuckledoo. If you haven't seen Knuckledoo, Knuckledoo's been streaming regularly, posting regularly, so Knuckledoo is officially back, taking fourth place in this very stacked tournament. Shine, Zonk, Deadeye Artist, and Smug all rounding out the top eight. And if you did not get a chance to see this tournament, it was crazy. Punk ran, uh, 
ran the loser's bracket basically almost the entire tournament. Idom was sitting pretty in winners and wound up losing. There were so many ridiculous matches happening in the lower bracket that were so crazy. So if you did not get a chance to watch this tournament, go back and just take a look at those brackets because it's unbelievable. And we're not done just yet because we had the Psy Games Cup for Grand Blue versus on the PlayStation, and it was taken by none other than Ren, taking it over Tororo and Buggy. Rounding out the rest of the top eight are Taco, Reto, Yamana, Deba, Deba Game, The Judge, and Gamera. So congrats to everybody uh, at the Psy Games World Cup of uh, the PlayStation version of Grand Blue Fantasy. The Steam version of Grand Blue Fantasy Versus was taken by Hinoki Nobo, uh, taking first place, Ren taking second place. Man, a one and two for one, one and two finish for Ren. That's pretty impressive. Shio, Takahashi, Quen, Kami, Kamiki C, Eda Makoto, and Rookies, Rookies, all take all rounding out the rest of the top eight for the side game cup for Grand Blue versus. And last but not least, this past weekend was Beyond the Summit's main stage 2022, a Smash Brothers. Uh, Smash Brothers tournament with both Smash Brothers Melee and Smash Brothers Ultimate taken by Mango. Melee was taken by Mango over IBDW. That must have been a hell of a grand final. I unfortunately didn't get to see it, but those two names never failed to put on a show. Lord Amsa all the way from Japan taking the bronze medal, rounding out the rest of the top eight are Slug, Hungrybox, Leffen, Moki, and Kodorin. Those are all some ridiculous, ridiculously crazy names for a top eight. Must have been amazing. Last but not least, for the Smash Brothers Ultimate Singles for Main Stage 2022, Spargo takes it over the Lord Tweak for the big win. So Mexico takes yet another big, uh, big win uh, from the USA. Big D taking third. Moist's own light taking fourth and we had Kurama, Apollo Kage, Desmona and Lewis rounding out the rest of the top eight. And ladies and gentlemen, that was our unbelievably stacked recap. Look, we haven't done a recap in a while, but I got to say that went semi smoothly. I'm not I'm not too ashamed of that one. So everybody, everybody give me a round of applause. I think I deserve it, right? I think I deserve it. Everybody clap. Clap, damn it. I'm not moving on until I see one person clapping. I need at least one clap. I'm, like I said, we're sitting here until I see a clap in the chat. Thank you, Die by Sword. I, can, I knew I can always count on you, Die by Sword. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Blanca, Blanca, it's too late now. That means seeing too late now. now you, you guys... Please clap what? <laughs> Why are you quoting Jeb Bush in here? Ugh. Any thank you everybody for joining in. Uh, for those of you that missed it, we are Best of Five. We're a weekly FGC talk show uh, where we talk about the fighting game community news. We talk about new game releases and updates. We talk about all the uh, drama or all the happenings in the FGC. And we go over tournament results. You're on mobile, so you're delayed. Well, too late, hot plate. Early bird gets the worm, and you missed out on it. But that's okay. All right. Let's get down to it. So our first topic here uh, is we have some developments in the stuff with Alan Bonet 
of formerly of Panda Global uh, and the Smash scene. Alan released a 32 point or a 32 page uh, dissertation. I'm hesitant to call it a dissertation. I'm not sure what it what it's actually called. Article. We'll say an article. 32 page article uh, attempting to clarify some of the allegations against them. And uh, first and foremost, first and foremost. I believe I owe Alan an apology. I believe I owe you guys an apology. I believe I owe everybody an apology. And here's why. Usually, I'm very quick to call out people who have knee-jerk reactions, right? Uh, I, I'm usually the one saying, hey, let's wait for all of the information to come out before we make a judgment. And I feel like I made a very strong judgment and a very strong statement without having... Uh, all the information. So I do apologize. I fell into the trap of having the knee-jerk reaction uh, against Alan after the allegations came out from the Smash World Tour. Uh, and I apologize to Alan, and I apologize to you guys, because that's not right. We should have waited for the other side of the story. Now that we have the other side of the story, we can officially put this to bed, which isn't the greatest feeling considering how this all went down. In, the, in Alex's uh, blog post... In Alex's or in Alan's blog post, uh, he goes over some of the meetings he's had with TOs, showing examples of TOs being courteous to him. He goes over uh, his ex his experience trying to um, trying to work with Beyond the Summit, and he goes over uh, essentially how the Panda Cup uh, got started and his conversation with TOs on that front. In, in the post, he also makes some very bizarre allegations to, uh, he basically, he makes some very bizarre allegations to the Smash World Tour, t uh, creators and to people from the, um, beyond the summit. One of the allegations, which is almost the first thing he wrote on the post is that he saw that one of the hotels in San Antonio that was supposed to be booked for the Smash World Tour wasn't even booked, so he wasn't entirely sure if the Smash World Tour finals was even happening. He so tried to sow some seeds of doubt, saying that he, he wasn't completely alleging it, but he was just saying uh, that the Smash World Tour knew it was going to fail, but they kind of went and did it anyway, uh, and they didn't even bother booking the stuff for the finals because they knew it was going to get canceled, so they didn't. Um, those were his allegations. The really bizarre thing about that, both being the front of the article, like, that's almost the very first thing he says, and it being an allegation towards the people who alleged that he was the one causing problems, um was that at least one of those things is we can factually check, right? And this is the webpage of the Marriott uh, website that was the hotel that was being booked for um, the Smash World Tour Finals. And there it is. You go to the website, and immediately it shows you that that's the Smash World Tour Super Smash Con fans and family uh, block so that's immediately verified as false um 
a couple like one player showed that Smash World Tour also gave him the st the travel stipend and booked his hotel room and all that stuff. Uh, so a lot of people were coming out in defense of the Smash World Tour for the stuff that can factually be proved as false. This being one of them. So immediately right off the bat, it's kind of difficult to take uh, take Alan's word for the rest of the article because this kind of discredits him already in the beginning. And in the rest of the post, uh, some of the proof that he provided were notes that he took during meetings, which I think was uh, very bizarre. But at the same time, like... There were, like, spoken phone calls, so it's difficult to get proof of that kind of stuff, right? Uh, basically, what this boils down to, which is not a, f not a great resolution after everything that happened, but at least it's a resolution. From what I've been seeing, it just seems like it was a misunderstanding, right? Uh, it basically seems like... Alan was trying to come in and help the Smash scene legitimize their stuff by giving them a path to license their events with Nintendo. And the Smash scene, being hurt so many times by big Nintendo, uh, did not buy into it and were very skeptical of it. So, from... What I read from Alan's response and from what I've read from everyone else's response, it seems like, and again, no, not, a, not a lot of this is like provable, like none of this is like actually factual uh, or like something like we, we won't know the true answer to this unless we were in the room of them having this discussion, right? Uh, from what I've seen from Alan's statement and from the Smash World Tour statement, it seems like it was just a misunderstanding of Alan trying to make a path for everybody. Other people are alleging that uh, Alan was trying to be the sole path of uh, legitimizing Nintendo competition. Uh, something like, only through, him, only through him and through Panda can you get a Nintendo license, right? Only by being in Panda Cup can you get an official license from Nintendo to run your event? That may be true. That may not be true. We, we have no way of knowing. Um, there, a lot of people came forward after Alan's statement, um, which was very, very interesting. One of, so one of the examples that Alan used was one of the TOs for... Genesis, I want to say. I ha Hold on, I have this written down. Uh, one of the TOs for Genesis came out, or um, was one of the screenshots that Alan used, saying, showing the message of how courteous the TO for Genesis was. And I, sorry, I did not have the time to set up everything, and now I sound like an asshole, but I have it all saved, so I'm pulling it up right now, if you would excuse me for 30 seconds. Uh... Here we go. Uh, Bobak, who is a TO that's been in the Smash scene for ages, uh, has been a pillar of the Smash community, uh, was, one of the correspond uh, was one of the screenshots that Alan took that was a correspondence uh, between uh, Genesis and Alan and Panda. And uh, the message was very professional, was very courteous. There was nothing really wrong with it. However, immediately after this statement came out, Bobak took to Twitter 
And I'm just going to read the first two tweets. He made an entire thread. Um, he made an entire thread about it, and there's a lot to be said there. But his, his thread starts with, I got some shit to say. Not going into detail, but from the very first moment Alan opened his mouth to the last time we spoke, nothing but snake-like sounds could be heard like that shit in Harry Potter. <laughs> that, that's a very strong statement. Uh, I've had the misfortune of dealing with a lot of manipulative people in my life, so when I heard him talk, I was immediately put on guard. The gaslighting, the doubt he would cast on things I would say, the way he would play victim saying he's not doing this for himself, etc., etc., Right. The post goes on uh, in one of the in one of the tweets in this thread. It's a gigantic thread. Uh, Bobak states in one call, it was confirmed that he was to be the licensee broker of the whole scene. This has potential to be really, really bad for everyone. That means eventually, if he wanted to, you would have to be part of the Panda Cup to get a license. So. It's a lot of hearsay in the sense that it's a lot of he said, she said. However, the amount of people from the smash scene who are notable TOs or notable uh, pillars of the community came out to respond to Panda's comment or to uh, Alan's comment, sorry, about how he was being manipulative and how none of this would work. Some people even came uh came out and said that alan in a call had said that he was looking to in the future buy out their tournament right so in the post alan admits that his sales pitch to the tos were did not go very well due to his inexperience with being a salesperson and selling or and pitching stuff to tos uh however i think with one exception, I think one tournament was the only tournament that actually came out and said that uh, they had positive interactions with Alan, and I think that was the crew from the big house. Um, they tweeted out saying that they had nothing but good experiences with Alan and Panda and blah, 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 blah. But a lot of people kind of came out and were refuting a lot of the points that Alan had made in his post. So it's a, it's a lot of he said, she said. However, the amount of people who came out with statements against Alan is huge. It's huge. Uh, it depends on who you find credible. Exactly. And the fact that the people who came out against Alan are people like Bobak, who have been running Genesis forever. Uh, like other TOs who have been running Smash tournaments forever, right? So it would seem that it's... Alan versus the entire Smash scene. And that would lead me to believe that the Smash scene is more credible. However, who knows, right? It seems like it's a big misunderstanding. And like I said, we won't know for sure because we weren't privy to the conversations that happened. So we won't be able to make our own judgments on it. However, in another part of the post, Alan talks about his experience with uh, Beyond the Summit. And his experience specifically with a person named Ken. And how... Dealing with them was the worst thing ever. Uh, he never wishes to do it again. He says Ken was extremely unprofessional, short, curt, etc., etc., etc. Immediately after that, Ken responded on Twitter uh, with the exact same allegations towards Alan, right? 
saying that Allen was difficult to work with. He even showed some texts, um, which again, like we won't be like without more context, we don't know the tone of right. Um, one thing that I thought was super interesting is that in the in the in the blog post on Medium, Allen also states that he. He mentions that he saw somebody come out named L Deep and he does not know who they are, so they don't matter. L Deep on Twitter, uh, his real name is, if you would give me 30 seconds, I had an email correspondence with this person. Um, yep, so this person's name is David Gorman. And for those of you that don't know that name, David Gorman is one of the co-founders of Beyond the Summit. And I reached out to David Gorman to, uh, to get like his title name and what Ken's title name was. Ken is no longer with Beyond the Summit. He left earlier this year. But David L. Deep, is his, he is the managing partner for Beyond the Summit and one of the co-founders. So if he doesn't know who one of the big names of Beyond the Summit is, it feels like there's a little bit of either ignorance or little bit of ignorance or like you know lack of lack of awareness here from Alan's side so it's very interesting and a lot again a lot of people from the smash scene came out in defense of Ken uh so it feels it's very weird it's a lot of hearsay we don't have a lot to go on because we weren't privy to all this information and it just seems like it's one gigantic misunderstanding maybe like maybe Alan was a little too aggressive uh, maybe the smash scene is a little too uh, reclusive uh, when uh, when new people are trying to do big things. Who knows, right? We weren't there. We won't know. It's just a shit show. The bright side of all of this is now that both sides have had their say, Alan has officially stepped down as CEO of Panda. He also announced that he will be divesting from Panda, so he will have nothing to do with Panda in the future. And I think they said they had they're putting together like a council to act as the CEO while he leaves and while they uh, begin the process of finding a new CEO. So that's the resolution. Is it a satisfying one? No. Because everything is kind of left in the air still. This was basically like the Smash scene got hit by a tornado. Um, Nintendo is still Nintendo, so we don't know how Nintendo is going to react to all of this. Um, Panda has uh, put out another statement. So, yeah, Panda has put out another statement saying that they're going to help the people who recently left and the people who are staying at Panda to either find a new home or find somewhere that they can stay while Panda rebuilds. The smash scene is trying to figure out what's happening and what's going to go on next. The Panda cup has been postponed. They said it was, that's another point that I forgot to mention. Um, the Panda cup has been postponed and we're all kind of left with everything up in the air. One thing that I think needs to be said and it's something that I've said over and over again, and it's something that I genuinely do not understand why this happens. Alan, along with a lot of other Panda employees and, and Panda players, 
panda personalities, et cetera, et cetera, received a lot of harassment after all this shit hit the fan, right? That is not okay. 100% that is not okay. If anybody here, if anybody that is in this chat right now had anything to do with that, I suggest you just leave, right? Because I don't want you in my community. I don't want you in our community. If you're someone who is doing shit like this because of a video game tournament, right? None of this warranted any harassment. None of this warranted death threats. None of this warranted any of those actions. And the fact that Alan had, Alan even got docked. So his address, his uh, information got revealed to the internet. So people were making threats. People were, he essentially had to like leave his house. He had to go somewhere else for the time being. That is not okay. That is absolutely not okay. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you've done in this space. That is 100% not okay. I really wish I could understand why this happens, but I, I genuinely don't. I don't understand why this is a response to stuff that happens. Uh, stuff that happens. I genuinely don't understand. I really wish I did. And I wish I knew how to stop it, right? It's just game. Why you have to be mad? Yeah. I mean, look, this situation sucks, right? At the end of the day, this situation absolutely sucks. Did Alan fuck up? Sure. Did people from the Smash World Tour side of things fuck up? Most likely. Did people from Beyond the Summit fuck up? Probably. But the fact that people are getting harassed over this, especially people who have nothing to do with this, right? Like we said, uh, or we saw a bunch of Panda players and Panda sponsor or uh, sponsored players from Panda, Panda uh, staff come out and say, we had never heard of any of this. Stop harassing me. That's, that's not okay. That's not, that's not okay. I really wish I could understand why. Nint Shiggity Shank, you, you bring up a very good point. At the end of the day, this is all Nintendo's fault, right? If Nintendo was a little bit better about working with the community and being more open to working with the Smash scene, none of this would have ever happened. Shiggity Shank, I 100% agree with you there. Nintendo is like the big problem here. Okay, we have to move on. We, we only have like 20 minutes left. And we have uh, some other stuff happening here that we need to cover. So, but that's the resolution. Everything's still up in the air. We don't know what's happening. Main stage happened this past weekend. It looked to be successful, right? It looks like uh, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people enjoyed themselves. Nintendo mishandled it. That means seeing I 100% agree. Panda mishandled it with their statement. And Alan spoke a lot about it. He said that he, instead of saying a statement, he went through a PR firm. And a lot of it sounded not so great. Uh... Panda came out with another statement uh, when Alan resigned as CEO of Panda, uh, and they detailed that Panda or uh, Alan had left, and they detailed their steps moving forward, like helping people who left Panda find a new home, and helping people who are staying at Panda uh, with the rebuilding of everything. Right, so good on Panda. But yeah, all all of this it sucks. It still sucks. A lot of it is up in the air. We don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, I, I wouldn't wish this happening on anyone. And the fact that it happened in the Smash scene, who has already had so many issues because of Nintendo, is extremely, extremely unfortunate, and it really sucks. So all we can do at this point is stay tuned and see what happens and how they move forward from here. So that's it. Let's talk about Tekken 8, shall we? Now, you might be thinking, 
Why does that say leak? Nothing leaked. We'll get into it. Uh, first of all, for those of you that have uh, that have not seen it, uh, we covered it last week. A lot of influencers got a shirt from Tekken 8 uh, and from Bandai Namco saying, save the date, D8, right? And it's December 8th. Um, we didn't get one of those, so I'm upset. What the hell, Harada? Um, but I guess I can't ask him for shit, right? Don't ask Harada for dates. Yeah, so all of it's like saying, watch the Game Awards. Uh, there's going to be something there. We don't know what it is. We don't know what they're announcing, but it's there. Today, this got released. Let's take a look. Games not allowed to look this good. Yo, this looks crispy. What the? Fuck? Look at their fucking faces. That's the first time we've ever seen Harada's eyes ever. Moving on. All right. So his catchphrase, of course, don't ask him for shit. Um, there's a couple of takeaways here that we can that we can glean. Right. First, I genuinely think that's the first time we've seen Harada's eyes and he has beautiful hazel eyes. I think I've only ever seen the sunglasses. Um, the fact that he was dressed up in Christmas wear, the fact that Jingle Bells was playing, does that mean that there's going to be something further or is it just the reason for the season, right? We, we won't know for sure. He is Santa. See, that's what I thought about it too, Pathos. Now, here's the crazy thing. Here's the absolutely crazy thing. Earlier this week, somebody by the name Moonsault Slayer on Twitter found that you can go on the Xbox companion phone app and download Tekken 8 to your console. It's stretched out. I know. I don't know how to fix it for now. But you can download Tekken 8 to your console via the Xbox phone app. That's bizarre. And here it is. There's Tekken 8 on the bottom right, right there. It says installation stopped. So what happens is, what happens is it starts the installation. However, as soon as it downloads, I think like 300 megabytes, the installation stops. So it means that the server is not allowing it to install more than that. There it is right there. Version 0000. So what does this mean? Some people are saying maybe it's a demo. My thought is that we're going to get a beta of some kind this weekend. That's my thought. My thought is we're getting a beta this weekend. We're going to find out in like 15 minutes when the show starts. But that's my guess. 
or maybe because everything was dressed up like Santa Claus, maybe the weekend of Christmas we're going to get a beta, right? Because it's the week after Street Fighter Six. What's happening? Who knows? But maybe Tekken 8 is farther along than they let us know when they first released it, right? Or when they first announced it, right? But yeah, that was the super interesting thing that I saw today. So be on the lookout. We're going to find out later. I'm super excited. Uh, the Game Awards is coming to town, as it were. And I cannot wait. Speaking of which, I probably should have... So the uh, full transparency, the Game Awards gave me a overlay that I have to use. So while it's in my brain, I'm going to go ahead and just put this here. All right, perfect. 30 minutes pre-show. Yeah, yep. We have to watch the pre-show, though. We have to watch the pre-show. We're the official co-stream. We have to watch the whole thing. Okay. Tekken 8. It, today, who knows? I'm assuming my my absolute favorite, okay, uh, like happening. My absolute favorite announcement would be, hey, the Tekken Eight beta tomorrow, right? If they do that shit again, we'll be playing all day tomorrow. We'll be playing all day tomorrow. Before before we we have 15 minutes. Holy shit, I, we need to move forward. Okay, another thing that leaked this uh, this week was. Whoops, 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 whoops. There we go. Street Fighter 6. A lot of things about Street Fighter 6 leaked this week, uh, including the release date. We have a release date. That's pretty crazy. Uh, if you go on the PlayStation 4 store, not PlayStation 5, not Steam, if you go on the PlayStation 4 store, you will see that all of the information for Street Fighter 6 is there. And it's, it shows the shows the standard edition, the deluxe edition, and the ultimate edition. All of them, the second thing on this entire list says, ends on release date, the 2nd of June in 2023. So, that's it's pretty interesting, right? Uh, a lot of... A lot of... Uh, Shops, a lot of stores are placing like their pre-order stuff. So maybe that's going to be the big announcement for Street Fighter V. Um, we got some pretty cool screenshots out of it. This is that dude, JP, right? So this is whatever his super looks like. Uh, looks pretty cool. I like it. Uh, here's another shot of that. What I assume is that JP guy. Uh, we got DJ running with your creator character. And uh, Emezi pointed out that... Uh, Luke on the box art of Street Fighter Six looks exactly like Popeye from the Robin Williams movie Popeye, and I gotta tell you, I can't, I can never unsee this, especially because Luke has the weird forearms. Like that's Popeye. That's Popeye. Now we may get in trouble because I showed stuff that um, isn't necessarily released, but it's out in the public, right? So. Uh, but you know what? You know what's crazy? You, you guys remember Luke's story in Street Fighter Five, where he's like, "My father was a quiet man, and then shit hit the fan, and now I look up to him, and I never saw him again." I think his dad was Popeye. I think his dad was Popeye. Like Brutus stole what's her name, olive oil, and then he's forever been chasing him, and he never went back home. Meanwhile, Luke's like, "Well, damn," and the forearms are heredit uh, hereditary. Along with all of this, and this is, this is the really bizarre thing, is the collector's edition for Street Fighter VI was shown. 
we don't see any of we don't see any of what's in it. We don't know any information. We only got a price. And the price is that that thing is going to be about $270 for the collector's edition. So that's a shit ton of money. And the last time a collector's edition for a, uh, for a fighting game of Capcom came out, this is what we got. Y'all remember the, the infinity eggs? <laughs> Dude, just looking at these. Do you guys want to run it back? Who's going to spend $270 to get more infinity eggs? For those of you that don't know, these eggs were supposed to be Infinity Stones on the Collector's Edition of Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. And instead of being the stones that they showed in screenshots, you just got eggs. Them, them, who, who's gonna, who's gonna go into that, uh, who's gonna go into that, uh, purchase after seeing the, uh, the Infinity Eggs, huh? Never knows best. I was talking with my editor this, uh, this afternoon, uh, Olsen, who's probably hanging out in the chat. We also talked about the, the Dark Souls 3 collector's edition and where they were like, you get an Estus flask re replica and it's just like a fucking like green, like not even a bottle, it's just like a cylinder. Like it looked like it, they just got 3D printed and they were like, yep, okay, well, look, uh, that is all of our news, I believe, right? Yep, that's all I had here. So I need to start getting set up for the game awards so everybody thank you so much for watching and listening or hanging out for the podcast today we're about to go set up for the game awards so i told you this was going to be a little bit of a shorter show but thanks for joining and we'll be back to get real hype about whatever's announced this week next week and if for some reason there's a tekken 8 beta this weekend i'm probably going to be streaming it so thanks everybody i'll catch you on the next one until then